This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 11th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Why does university education continue to rise in cost when the applicability of a college degree is more debatable than ever? George Leaf is Director of Research for the John William Pope Center for Higher Education Policy. We spoke after the Cato Forum taking control of spiraling college costs held October 6th. You can watch the full event at Cato.org. If there is to be one, what do you think the federal role should be in higher education funding or establishing any type of standard or evaluating universities? None of the above. The Constitution does not give the federal government any authority with respect to higher education or education at all. And we'd be a lot better off if the government had not gotten involved in higher education or running K-12 or anything else. Uh, Unfortunately, the federal politicians decided long ago that they had to start making uh, higher education more available to people by giving them grants and, and subsidized loans to go to college. And the problem with that is that it has distorted the decision-making process so people don't bear the full cost of their choice on going to college. Therefore, many more people, I think, have gone to college than otherwise would have. And a consequence of that is we have such a glut of people in the labor force now with college credentials that employers start to look at college credentials as a screening device and saying, well, we won't even consider people who don't have college credentials. Uh, A good example I I came across recently is uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car won't even consider hiring people to run their rental car desks and hand out the keys to people unless you have a college degree. So now we have this incredible uh, degree inflation and pressure for people to go to college, which simply induces more and more people who really are not academically inclined to spend years of their lives and vast amounts of their own money and taxpayers' money in college uh, to little purpose, maybe no purpose. One of the forum participants was talking about how the federal government ought to play a role in, uh, I suppose, in some sense, competing with existing rankings for uh, universities. And my thought was, if you want to get a clearer assessment of the value added by uh, universities, it would seem that a lot of the money that comes from the federal government and goes to universities, either attached to students or attached to the schools themselves, often has lots of strings attached and uh, does a lot to distort the process of making what should be better decisions, again, marginal decisions by parents, by students about where they go to school. It doesn't seem clear to me that... that, uh, even in, in the very limited role of ranking schools that the federal government has any advantage over the private sector? No, I don't think so at all. The whole notion that you can rank schools, I think, is a, a, a very dubious notion. After all, a school is not a homogeneous thing. You can have excellent professors. Uh, let's say you might have a department with a few excellent professors and a few duds, and then you might have many other departments in the school that are uh, weak Uh, simply patting the student on the head, shuffling him through to get his degree so they can keep the money flowing in. There's no way to rank a school, and there's certainly no way, uh, objective way, of determining whether students have learned much from their years of study. Uh, Students also differ a great deal. Some of them really are eager and seek out those professors and uh, uh, the difficult courses 
to challenge themselves. And other students are quite happy, in fact, prefer to avoid the, uh, the uh, challenging courses and difficult professors and just coast through taking courses that they know from websites are easy and fun, accumulate their, their credentials, their degrees, uh, their co course credits so they can get their degree, get their credential, and then they're off into the labor force where many of them find that they can't do any better than someone who dropped out of high school. What would you recommend to improve uh, both the quality of information that parents and students have at their disposal and the uh, clarity of what schools are actually providing to students? I think that needs to be left up to competition. And I think competition is going to be strengthening in the field of higher education uh, in the years to come. I think that's true because the perception is I think becoming more and more widespread, that college is not all it's cracked up to be, that large numbers of people graduate and then wind up with degrees like oh, bellhops and theater ushers. The Bureau of Labor Statistics has great data on this, by the way. And uh, if you want to find out just how oversaturated we are with college graduates, that's a good place to go. Now, once that perception spreads, I think people are going to be looking much more at finding out not just can I get a credential? But will I actually learn anything valuable that employers will uh, look at and say, well, this is somebody I want to consider? Um, and schools themselves, first of all, are going to uh, find ways to uh, connect with uh, employers, let them know, look, our program in this is really good, and here's some objective uh, evidence of that. So leave it up to competition. Uh, to find the ideal ways to uh, connect with uh, parents and give them good decision-making material, as opposed to what we now have is just sort of a vague notion that, oh, college is good, and send your kids there and, and, and write a lot of checks. What drove, through much of the latter half of the 20th century, this wedge in between the credentialing of universities and the actual value delivered by universities? Uh, that, that is a terrific question. One thing that drove it, I think, was just the increasing wealth of the United States that was tapped into by higher education leaders who were really good at, at uh, getting politicians to give them other people's money and get other people to write checks to themselves. That drove up the, the cost of education enormously, and the most of it was spent just on, on uh, prestige-enhancing uh, things in the university, hiring so-called superstar professors and lots of amenities for the students. And most people thought it sounded great. Americans are suckers for this idea that anything educational is good. So uh, hearing that education was good and hearing that the government was helping to pay for it, uh, more and more parents said, yes, we're going to just on faith, I think, is, is probably the best way to put it. We're just on faith. We're going to uh, assume that these education leaders are, are, are providing a really good product, and after all, it's college. And you know, many people in the 20s and 30s never went to college, and boy, this sure sounds impressive to us. Getting a degree sounds awfully impressive to us. And they'd heard that people had gone through uh, college after World War II on the GI Bill, and a lot of them were doing well. So it seemed that the more college, the better. People bought into that notion. 
And it became such a mania in the United States. You now find uh, advertisements extolling the idea that, oh, you should go to college because you'll make a lot more money if you, if you do than if you don't. Well, but it isn't necessarily true. George Leaf is director of research for the John William Pope Center for Higher Education Policy. We spoke after the Cato event taking control of spiraling college costs held October 6th. You can watch the full event at Cato.org.